Chapter 7 Regis Cahane watched Ray walk out of the fine time. Good man, he thought. Regis's secretary, Gina Drosler, noticed his faraway stare. She waited a few brief moments and decided it was time to reclaim his attention. Regis was seated directly across from her. A small table containing ashtrays and a cantaloupe-shaped candle holder between them. Theirs was beige, although each table sported a different color. The secretary tilted sideways like a deadpan clown, waved her hand and said, Remember me? He snapped back to his bearings. Sorry, I spaced out for a second. He was an imposing man, tall and well-defined. He played handball three times a week to keep the body fat off. For a man too close to 50, Kahane still caused hearts of all ages to flutter. He had a classic square-jawed face, what appeared to be deep black eyes and a ready smile. Regis had learned during the 60s and early 70s that long hair, if maintained, made the big girls cry. It looked good on him as it usually does on men of height. The secretary returned to her normal posture. She asked, What were you staring at? Regis recentered his attention to her. I saw Ray Grandisha leaving. Who is he? A cop. I've had three or four cases with him. How'd you do? Gina asked. Regis puckered and stretched his shoulders slightly. Won some, lost some. A barmaid approached the table and politely asked, Another blackjack, Regis? He said, Yes, please. The waitress looked at his companion without uttering a sound. Gina, mildly put off, said, One more vodka and seven up, please. As the server was leaving, Gina followed her approach to the bar. Geez, it's nice to be remembered. She's waited on me 20 times and doesn't know what I drink. She can repeat your blackjack in her sleep. Are you fucking her? No, I'm not. But most of the girls here are very protective of their male patrons. She probably thinks I'm fucking you. The secretary giggled softly. My husband would frown on that. He likes the fact that he's the only man I've ever been with. Regis tilted his glass in her direction. He's a lucky man to have you. I envy your relationship and your family. I guess I just never met the right woman. Too bad you were already taken. Gina responded quickly. Yeah, the way you behave, I would have kicked your ass out right after the honeymoon. The waitress brought the drinks. She served Regis first and then the secretary. Both said thanks. They spent the next 15 minutes nursing alcohol and discussing trivial matters. As Gina was finishing her vodka, Regis asked, What was the name of that kid that missed his appointment today? Gina answered, Ricardo Morales. Why are you handling a paternity? Favor for a friend of a friend. He's a nice kid. If the blood test proves him to be the father... We'll stipulate to the paternity judgment and get a delayed support order. If the blood test is negative, he'll save 21 years of monthly payments. Does he admit to doodling little Mary Sunshine? Regis laughed. 
Yeah, it was all innocent enough. They were out on a date at the drive-in. Things got out of hand. Gina smirked and said, You mean out of pants? Kahane grimaced momentarily, then continued, It was consensual all the way. We just want to verify that he's the father. Why is there a question? It was a first and only date for the two of them. Gina smiled and said, Ah, I should have called her Candy. Whatever. Did you try to reach him? A serious gaze adorned Gina's face. Yes, I talked to him. He was pretty rude. Kahane became serious. Morales was rude? Yeah, he was. That's surprising. Every time I've met with him, he's been very respectful. Gina responded, Well, he wasn't respectful today. What did he say? The secretary paused for a few seconds, trying to decide whether or not to spoil her boss's day. Finally, she said, He told me he had more important things to do than worry about some little bitch. Regis drew back in his chair. What? He said that? Is that what he said or are you paraphrasing? The secretary took a sip of her drink. She positioned the glass on the stained white bar napkin, trying to land it in the existing circle. When the glass was satisfactorily grounded, she said, Actually, he used the word cunt rather than bitch. But I am a lady and there are some words I won't use. Everything else is just about word for word. Regis sat with a perplexed look on his face. Why didn't you tell me right after he called? You were busy and I figured maybe he was just having a bad day. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Plus, I didn't want to ruin your day. Kahane hung his head, then reached across the table and touched Gina's hand. I'm sorry. I'll straighten everything out with him. When is he coming in? I think in a week or so. It's in the big calendar on my desk. Regis returned his hand to his blackjack. Before taking a drink, he asked, Any problems getting him to reschedule? Gina answered, Yeah, a little bit of a problem, but I sweet-talked him. Son of a bitch! No more favors for friends of friends. Regis, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but that's what you say every time. Well, this time I mean it. This kid's the last one and I will straighten his little ass out. Kahane finished his drink hastily and said, Are you ready to go? Gina responded, See, I was right. Your day is ruined. I should have kept it to myself. No, I need to know things like that. This guy is my client. I'm just pissed because he said those things to you. Gina finished her drink. She put her hand on Kahane's and in a mock, ogly fashion said, my hero. Regis finally laughed again. He signed the bar tab, waved to Ramon, and they left. In the parking lot, as they were getting in their respective cars, Kahane said, Tell your husband he's a lucky man. You're listening to Many Combs by Steve Listina. <laughs> 